that feels good to say it. Back, baby. It's been Ooh. like three damn weeks, it feels like. I'm I am sure. so sorry to everybody. A lot of it had to do with me being sick. I feel so much better yes. now. Post-nasal was, fuck, was fucking yeah. killing me, dude. Apologize to the people because it was, how dare you decide to get sick when we have a podcast to do? How dare you? I mean, it's just more the fact fight that illness in. And it's say, more the fact I, you know I mean, I, dude, I just don't want people to hear me. I don't want to hear me sound like this when I'm trying no, to talk I... to everybody. Now let's talk about the Eagles, everyone. Nah, man, fuck that, yo. <laughs> I want everybody to talk about the Eagles. <laughs> Leave me That's alone. A... That's hilarious, but yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so this episode is gonna go a little differently than the other ones that we've done, only because. If we did it just like every every other episode, you'll y'all be here for about three hours because we would literally have three weeks worth of games to catch up. Be a lot of shit. So what we'll do is we'll we'll hit the the major news, the major storylines going around each team, and you know some of the what have you done for me lately type of stuff. And uh, that's that's how we'll rock this one, and then it'll be you know back to business as usual next week. So you know I'll let you choose, bro. Since since we're back now that you're healthy, where where do you want to start? Where you want to start? We're obviously Phillies are done, so we will have news. We will have news. But there we'll is see, big news. See, and that's and and that's why I want to start there because okay. I fucking love I love this fucking news. This and th- by the way, this is exactly who I was talking about in our last podcast when we were yes. talking about the Phillies and trades and stuff like that. And I said, aren't they? And the, I was like, aren't they? one of the final teams for this one shortstop. I just can't remember who it was. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yo, yo, like, okay, so. The Phillies have signed Trey Turner to a $300 million contract that spans over 10 years. So until the 2030s, we are going to have Bryce Harper and Trey Turner. And then just hopefully we can finally get a fucking farming system that actually works in this fucking city. And boy, do you need to really, really make a push for a World Series in this time frame, because when you get towards the end of these deals, you are going to be paying just Bryce and Trey, just those two alone at 39 years old. They're going to be making a combined almost $55 million. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. And that's going to make it tougher to. Which is why, you know, which is why the, things. the Phillies really, really need to fucking figure something out with their farm system. Between yeah, Clearwater, yeah. between the Iron Pigs, between the fighting, you mean the fighting uh, Phils or the Fightings? Yeah. Offensively, offensively, there is no reason why we can't go toe to toe with anybody in the in the in the league. Anyway, especially especially picking up Turner, dude. No, yo, Trey Turner, I mean. he is yo, he is one of the top guys with stealing bases. He's one yeah. of the top guys of getting on base. Like so, like having him on top of the fact of having, um, you know, what I mean, like Real Muto, who is just a fucking runner and you mean going ahead and have it obviously i mean bryce is going to be bryce should be bryce should be good probably close to like the all-star break you know i mean type of deal because he did get the tommy john surgery we did miss that during our little Mm -hmm. our little mini break i mean that we had for the podcast i mean like i said just think about just think about these these bats at any point in time you're going to have and obviously this isn't the lineup who knows what they're going to do but you're going to have schwarber you're gonna have Harper, Turner, Real Muto. Hoskins is gonna be better. Castellanos. Um, 
I'm forgetting. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, Stott. I, I know. I, I know. I'm forgetting guys like Stott and Bowman. But I'm just talking about like the the big cats. You're gonna have Bowman. You're gonna have Stott. You're gonna have Marsh. Um, Marsh. Yeah, man. Because um, I mean, it looks like uh, Trey Turner is going to be playing shortstop, which means that they're going to be moving uh, Bryce Stott from shortstop to second base. Hmm. So, because I'm pretty sure we're not. I mean, we we don't have Segura this season this season coming up so with this pickup you know what i mean that looks uh stott is he is a great great versatile player especially on the infield dude you need guys like that and also with the fact that they're changing the um the change up um you mean all all the stuff about you mean where the players can stand Mm-hmm. You mean when you mean with uh, with batting and all that. So with all that being changed, like these guys need to be much more athletic to be able yeah. to go ahead and actually like dive into these. You know, what I mean Specific these sections. Yeah. Yeah. So, dude, I am yeah. so fucking pumped. That's so a of, pumped. That's a, that's a hell of a pickup. That is a hell of a pickup, and uh, you know, some other we'll, we'll we'll cover some of the other. There been some other chatter and big signings we'll we'll hit we'll get to that when we get the around the league portion towards the end of the end of the episode but yeah i mean look if if you were looking for the phillies to make a splash they made one well he was a highly i was a highly sought after player right there and we got and plus with the mets signing verlander or at least it it's looking very much like the you mean the I mets they, will I pick up verlander did. i think, I think they, they did today i think as it well. was like two years 60 some mil, I want to say. But with the, with that pickup, mil, I forget. we ha- do we had to get more bats. There was no oh, other yeah. choice. No other choice. So actually being able to pick up Turner, you I mean is huge because this this conference, dude, the fucking East for the National League is looking disgusting lately. Think of, you I mean think about it. you have the you I mean you have the former world champs in the in the um in the Atlanta Braves. Jesus Christ, I stroked out. Sorry about that. Well, and then I mean, not anymore. Yeah, because now well, the former champs are the Astros. <laughs> yes, so. yes. So I mean, so you have that on top of having um, the Capitals or not? Jesus Christ, that's hockey. Nationals. Thank you. Wow, this episode's gonna for. be great. That's what I'm here for. So you have the Nationals, and then we also have the Mets. So, dude, like you, know, everybody's building their teams up very, very well. I mean, it's about, except for the Nationals, but you know, I mean, fuck them. So who cares? Um, you got uh, you got anything else on us? No, no. So if I mean if you're if you're good there, we can we can move right on. And you know what? You know why don't we just why don't we just go with your area a little top heavy? We start with the Phillies. Why don't we just hit? Why don't we hit the gridiron right away? All why right, not? we can do that. That last game against the Titans did a lot to help, I guess, rid Philadelphia fans of the taste they had in their mouth after the previous two wins. I'm glad that they were wins, but they were ugly wins against the Colts and the mm-hmm. Packers. Um, yes. The Colts and the Packers were just like any other games that we've had this season where it seems like we had not been able to put together an entire an entire game's worth of effort. It's either, you know, we load up in the first half and let teams squeak back in the second half or you know, because there's no reason that that Packers game with how it started should have ended up that close. And there's no reason that Colts game should have been anywhere near in the realm of a no, one point game, especially not, not with us having to take the lead literally at the end of the game. Yeah, I will say this, though, when the, the some of the biggest problems that I saw with that Eagles Titans game was the offensive line in the first half yeah. of the game, the offensive line. 
cost the Eagles about 60 yards, I believe, of offense. Yeah. And on top, dude, it, it, it was literally everyone. Myelata had fuck it. You know I mean, dude, he had some. Uh, Landon Dickerson had some. You had, I, I think Lane was the only one that didn't get fucking called for one. Yeah, tons of penalties. Tons. Just so many fucking, just so many. Not uh, very. Fault. It, it, dude, it was, it was stupid penalties when you're home. When you're playing yeah. at home, why the hell would you have false starts at home? If you were to tell me, because I'm pretty sure before the midway point of the third quarter, I believe we had already had 10 penalties for about 90 yards. If you would have told me before that game that that before the, the third quarter was even over, that we'd have 10 penalties for about 90 yards, I don't know that I'd be as confident that we'd have had the final score that we had. Yeah, dude. And, <laughs> so... And, so but luckily for us, Ryan Tannehill's on the other side. The way that the game looked with some of the stats, it didn't it it looks completely topsy turvy when it comes down to the fact of the score. So, but like so some of the things that I want to just touch on because I'm gonna hit the bad before I hit the good. So I think I think that was easily the worst game the offensive line had penalty wise all season. All season. Oh, I, don't hands even, down. I don't even think I don't even think there's a relatively close second. If you're just talking about just the offensive line, just the offensive line is what I'm talking about. Well, yeah. look, I'm 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 putting tight ends tight ends in there too because you I mean we had some issues well, with that yeah. we had dude we had that play to where that towards an illegal shift because yeah. it was a run play going to the you know what I mean going to the opposite side. You had two wide receivers that were sitting there stacked, right? You had uh you had Devonta Smith and um AJ Brown. They were sitting stacked. Jalen called the audible. And those guys technically didn't have to move because the play was a run play going the other way. So those guys didn't have to move at all. But AJ shifted and then um, Smith also you know, moved farther down and shifted. And neither one of them got set for a second because it's because the, you know, the, the, the clock was running down. They were down like one second and they put the ball off. So and it was a great play as well because, dude, it was a great run by uh, by Sanders. But. The biggest issue was the fact that those two didn't get set, but they didn't have time to get set. They should have never moved. Yeah. It was just one of those things just, you know what I mean? Look, as a as somebody who's an experienced high school wide receiver like myself, <laughs> absolutely drives me nuts. Yeah. Wes is like, yo, bro, check tape. You want check tape? <laughs> you ain't going to find no tape of me because there is none that exists. Oh. Wes is that motherfucker sitting oh, at the shit. end of the fucking bar dude, drinking, I, talking yo, about how he rocked it in high school. Yo, no, I, no, dude, I wasn't. I had one highlight, one highlight, and that was it. I, Wait, what did you? What did you play? Uh, I mean, actually, I'm, so for varsity, I was mainly special teams, but um, for JV, I was uh mainly D back. Okay. But I also played on special teams as well. You know what I mean, and I was on the hands team, which for people who don't play football or who don't know. The hands team is the, you mean, when you kick an onside kick, you're the guys that are trying to go ahead and grab, jump up and grab the ball before the kicking team gets it. So I have one highlight in my career that I got the ball being on the hands team, and then I was able to grab the ball and then drop down, and then we won the game. That's it. That's my biggest fucking highlight. Besides the handful of concussions that I had, you know what I mean, in my career throughout fucking football. football, But you can't tell those things. No, you can't tell the world, bro. Of course, um, of course. <laughs> yeah, but um, another thing I want to go ahead and just put just in, like one of the things actually like, it actually really fucking bothered me 
it was the Epps hit in the I, I think it was the first quarter. Uh, Tannehill threw a ball to one of the Titans players who Epps. It was absolutely unneeded, unneeded and unacceptable. It was a hit on a defenseless guy who, dude, yo, he, yo, dude, he gave, he gave crip hands, dude. Yeah. Like, yo, like that's, it scares the absolute hell out of me with that. Because just like I said, I've had concussions. I've blacked out before. I know what that shit is. I've I've had a concussion as well. It sucks. And it's just like, oh my God. Like, yo, that hit was so fucking stupid. Our defense with losing, I mean, with losing Chauncey, Mm -hmm. like, yo, we're we are really hurting right now. You don't want the defense doing stupid shit, and that Agreed. was the dumbest fucking thing you could do. Yeah. Um. Well, I but, got some questions for you. If you were, oh, you got some more. You got some more to get off your chest. Well, no, I don't because I because with the bad, I do have the good. Oh yeah, let's go. AJ Brown. Oh, fantastic monster. fucking game on his monster. old team. Two touchdowns, dude. He didn't even have ten fucking catches. He had under ten catches. You like, think he had that on. game circled on his calendar? <laughs> oh God, yeah, yo, that yo, that one definitely hit something special for him, and I am so glad. Yo, he's like, hey, forty-three yard bomb. Yeah. Ooh, his feet went out of bounds. Yeah, let's try on the okay. other side. Let's, let's run it back. <laughs> yeah, yo. that, that was that was incredible. Um, not enough, in my opinion. Thankfully, you know, nothing came of it, but not enough, in my opinion, was made. I don't remember who did it, but, um. The one defensive player that gave him the old fucking the old alligator roll, yeah, that pissed me off. <laughs> it pissed, pissed me, me off. like so because it I doesn't saw... it doesn't take a lot. No, it doesn't. And I saw AJ Brown freaking out, and then like, dude, yo, yo, he was he was real chatty. You know what I mean? Throughout that entire he series, went back at, I was about to I was about to say he didn't oh, yeah. end it there. They oh, didn't stop until no. they were off the field. Hell no. And then yeah, but yo, dude, like, yeah, I hate that shit. That's, and I do. like that's when you when you roll like that, like you're especially in football, you're you're talking about it is not out of the realm of possibility that you take someone's career doing that. No, I mean, it's, I mean, especially if you're wearing cleats that are like a fucking half inch long, yeah. three quarter inch long, digging into the is it, dirt, you know, is, and then you know, and then your other foot's in the air twisting. You can't lift the foot that has all your body weight, so that way you're, yeah. you I mean, so that way your ankle and doesn't got, fucking snap. And you got a grown, strong ass man torquing your shit sideways well after it's necessary. Not yes. that it's ever necessary to do that, but um, yeah, that 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 pissed me off. But <gasps> excuse me, sorry. Yeah, AJ Brown did Ooh. have a fantastic game. Yeah, dude, he had a fantastic game. The defense had a balls to the wall fucking game, dude. I fucking loved it, dude. I loved seeing Indomica Sue just fucking just going at them, just going to the motherfuckers, dude. Brandon I'll Graham looked fantastic again. He... TJ Edwards, yeah, another beautiful, fantastic fucking game. Solid fucking tackles. I still say number one underrated linebacker in the league. It's starting to become, and this is where, you know, the coming seasons are really where you're going to see what he's made of because you expect it now. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a certain level of a game that you expect from him now because we've seen it. Like, consistent, like, he's one of the, it's like when you see Steph Curry miss a wide open three and you're like, wow don't see that often if you if you if you see somebody that tj edwards gets his hands on and they get out of that you're like whoa <laughs> whoa <laughs> how do you do that yeah like uh, it reminded me of a lot of um of like when i watched luke keekley play 
He reminds me a lot he's of a, Luke Keekley. He was a model, because of bro. dude, be, just because of how like he doesn't like arm tackle. He raps. He raps Injury. and he drives. Injury fucked that man up. Yeah, I'm. That one it hurts a lot. For you. The fact that does, you mean the fact that he. Team, uh, so. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Oh, dude, with the way they're playing right now, I. Let's go. Let's go. Draft picks. <laughs> <laughs> Fair All right, enough. what questions you got for me, man? Well, so some of the questions. Okay, so number one, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up. I actually just I'm gonna add a question because you brought up you know the loss of, uh, the loss of Gardner. Speak a little bit about uh Blankenship because he came right in and, bro, he hit the first game so, he came in. He had a takeaway. He had he had a very, pick yeah, the first game in the very first the very first play that he came in after uh, Gardner Johnson went that was out Packers game right. Yes, and yes, and he went out with lacerated kidney, which right now he is on the um he's on the uh, IR, which means that we can't get him back for four weeks no matter what. Which look, it that's one of those things that he can take anywhere from like two to like ten weeks is what I've been you, hearing to go ahead and recover. Knew, you knew it was something like just by watching the replay, you knew it was something bad because it looked like nothing. Yes. It looked like nothing. It looked like uh, worst case scenario, he's got maybe like a little hit pointer or something like that because he, you know, he hit from the side. I was like, you know, maybe like a, you know, busted rib or something like that at most. Yeah, man, I was thinking that. I was thinking maybe like a hairline fracture on something to where you, you mean to where yeah. it's just basically just a pain management yeah. deal. But when, when no. I saw a lacerated kidney, I was like, geez, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, dude, and that shit's that's that's fucking heavy, dude. That's hard. That that's that's some difficult shit. But, um, and like I said, because yo, all you can do with that is just sit. You just gotta wait. But um, but yeah, speak a little bit on on what you thought from Blankenship and and whether or not you think, you know, he can hold the fort well enough until we get Gardner Johnson back, or if you think that that's you know something the teams are going to and should try to attack. Okay, so I'm going to answer your question with in in a certain way. So with Blankenship, you're talking about the you're you're talking about the back end of the defense. You're talking about both corners and the safety. Yeah. Um, with most of the type of coverage that we are currently playing, he's doing everything he needs to do because he essentially needs to cover a quarter or like the back half of the field. He's not letting anybody behind him. So. Yeah. As a safety, and I mean, and especially as somebody who isn't a starter, if you're not letting anybody behind you, when how fast these guys are, you're already, I mean, you're already, it's a good you sign. know, what I mean, stepping up, and yeah. that's number one. Number two, with the with the way that these teams are going to be playing against us, he he is going to have to really show what his coverage skills are. You're talking about the Giants. When we play against the Giants, dude, we're going to be going eight in the box, or you mean, or For seven Saquon. in the box, dude. Yo, yeah, yeah, because of Saquon, we're going to tell Daniel Jones beat us with your arm. And yeah, when you, you mean you when can. you, yeah, because I mean, look, when you have those types of situations, you know what I mean? Like, dude, you have to, dude, you have to stack the box against somebody like Saquon because we were able to do that against Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry is a much more powerful back. Not necessarily oh, agile yeah. and versatile as Saquon because no, Saquon he's had Marshawn Lynch. He's Marshawn Lynch. Well, yeah. Marshawn Lynch had some elusivity to him too, though. He very much <laughs> did. But you mean with Saquon? You mean he's much more of a? You mean kind of like breaking off the corner and being able to like really do like those those um like he's like a, a stud, toss man. or a jet? 
or you mean, you mean you mean like something out of the backfield, like 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 a swing pass. So you mean so he's one of those types of guys, very versatile, very uh, Brian Westbrookish. I mean, I mean, if you want me to give everybody a a good small, like very small and powerful, but yes. with that power, you know, put it this way: a, a hell of a combination of power and agility is what that dude has, because he'll like he'll slip tackles. Yes. Absolutely. Easily. He can slip tackles with the best of them. <laughs> but but you're you're right, you know, with um you know with the with the Giants coming up and Yeah, man, because yeah, because look, we have Giants, we have Chicago, and then we have Dallas. Okay. So yeah, I mean, so those are our next three games. So the Giants you have to worry about Saquon. Um the Bears, we mainly have to worry about Justin Fields. I mean, if if, if he's gonna if he be plays. good enough, yeah, if he plays. And then obviously and he's, and he's, Dallas and he's another one that you're gonna play the same way and say, uh, we dare you to be beat us with your arm. Because yes, because we know he, is, he can be people at his feet. Yes, and that's Easy. see, that was actually one of the things that really bothered me with um with this game against the Titans. They let Tannehill run way too much. Yeah, way too much, and like Hassan had an issue on the left side with being able to contain. Yeah, because he was playing that. I mean, he was playing that um that strong side linebacker all the way on the outside with like a three, four defense. So, I mean, so he's essentially a D end. I mean, he's an extra D end on the outside. Can I tell you what pisses me off about football so much? It only, well, it only pisses me off when it's, when it's our team. Cause if it happens anywhere else, it doesn't really affect me that much, but please do I like when, you know, opposing quarterbacks are able to scramble on us? No, who does? But what makes me irate is when you let horrendous, runners that look like wounded old gazelles go up like like if i see tom brady i think you're giving, pick think, up 18 I, yards or peyton man <laughs> Tannehill's not on that level i'm not gonna dog him like that he's not that but i'm saying like you let fucking if, like look, I, I, if you I let a guy that can time, run like trent dilfer get bro, a fucking I, first down on his I, feet come on bro, i remember watching peyton manning pick up 25 with his feet one time and i wanted to shoot myself in the fucking face <laughs> Because it was so ugly. It looked like he hadn't ran. Like, it looked like he hadn't ran in 30 years. And, and just said, funny, fuck it, we got to do it today. Like, one of the funniest <laughs> parts about that is a mobile quarterback is, or a scrambling quarterback, is so normal now. Yeah. It is so normal like, with the Justin a, like, Fields, the Murrays, like, the, like, you know like mean, the Jacksons the, of the world. And, like, you'd think it wouldn't piss me off so much because it, it makes sense. Like, when you see a guy like a Brady or a Manning, or I'm, I'm trying to think of other guys, or a, in his later years, you know, Big Ben when he was fucking big broken and, and shit like that. Like, when you see them pick up, like, a, a random 20-yard run, it's like it. you almost kind of expect it because who's going to think that you're going to do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus, you know, Lamar Jackson picks up like a, a 30 yard run. First of all, it's 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 poetry in motion when you watch that motherfucker scramble. <laughs> so, you that know, there, there's there, there's there's a difference. There's a difference. Like if, you know, I'd be pissed if we're playing the Ravens and, you know, Lamar has one of his, you know, 60 yard scrambles for a TD. I'm going to be pissed, but I'm also going to go, damn, that was fucking sick to watch because chances are he broke 19 tackles on the way in there. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that shit pisses me off. But anyway, next question. Let's stick with the quarterbacks here. And um, I'm bringing this up because I know you're going to give me an, an objective answer. Do you think that Jalen Hurts has put himself in a position to where the MVP is his to lose at this point? He's, I believe, 
what, 20 and three, if you're not counting TDs to, to interceptions, if you're, you're not counting the ones he's picked up with his legs, I think he's got like 29 total, I want to say. Okay. Because I, I think he's picked up nine with his feet. So um, with this conversation, I'll, you know, I'm actually going to look this up. Uh, no, that's fine. No, I'll, 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 I'll start going. So with this conversation, um, I was listening to Greg Olson talk about this when, I mean, when he was calling the game and he was, he was saying that Jalen is very reminiscent of, um, of the, of the, the one season, the MVP season that Cam Newton had during the Super Bowl 50 year. Didn't they? Didn't y'all have like a ridiculous? Did y'all go undefeated that year? No, we went fifteen. Y'all had a ridiculous record, right? Yeah, it was like fifteen and one and fourteen and two. Number, yeah, dude, yeah, we're yeah we're the number one team, um, number one seed, and yeah, dude, he was picking up. He was picking up TDs with his legs left and right. Shit the bed in the fucking Super Bowl, but that's besides the point. Look, if you're gonna shit the bed somewhere, at least you can say you fucking shit your bed in the Super Bowl. Hmm. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of teams and quarterbacks that shit the bed, fucking. Yeah, I'm just mad well that they before. gave. You mean that Peyton got his last fucking Super Bowl? Off yeah, of him, really. But, uh, but anyway, continue. But because, but like, so listening to Greg Olson talk about how he's very much a Cam Newton esque quarterback, at least, at least in that in that particular season, it makes a lot of sense because of the fact of how dangerous he is with his legs, and you you cannot contain this guy. You can't contain him because even if he rolls outside, either to the left or the right. Even on his offside, he can still throw a ball opposite end of the field and still have accuracy. Yeah. When you have a guy like that and having a season that he's having, which is also very reminiscent of the whatever in two that fucking Nick Foles fucking put together. Mm. You know what I mean? You, you mean during that whole fucking Super Bowl run? I think it was like 11 what, and 2 or something What really like that. surprised me and I think surprised a lot of people is you don't expect the growth in the accuracy and just the arm talent in general in one off season. It has been night and day because the only he, there's never been a knock on him for his leadership. There's never been a knock on him for his, you know, his ability to create plays with his legs. It was mm-hmm. always what can you do from the pocket? Can you throw accurate passes? Do you have arm strength? And initially it same, was like at the I same time, I will also go ahead and say last year we didn't have the right weapons. Agree. Think about uh, sometimes it. Think about, it, ta- it takes somebody to unlock that. You mean you have? I mean, even even right now without Dallas Goddard, you know what I'm saying, dude? We're we're going to miss in Dallas for at least another two weeks. Really Dallas nice Goddard probably won't Dallas be coming game. back until exactly the Dallas game. So without him, you have guys like Pascal is stepping up. Um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The stole that you know I mean the, the the one tight end number eighty nine. He's mm-hmm. stepping up, fucking huge. Like, dude, he's doing great things. Um, like, and then obviously with AJ Brown, you like, dude, you have you're putting the right pieces of the puzzle together. And plus, on top of the fact, you have offensive linemen who have not let a sack up in fucking two and a half years. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I mean, that's Lane Johnson. So, you I mean, definitely the best fucking, I mean, we have the best right yeah. side of the fucking offensive line in the entire fucking NFL. Now, do you think this is, this is still part of the same question, then we'll, we'll move on to, uh, to somebody else. But do you think, because I, I would imagine at this juncture, 
it is a two horse race between him and Patrick Mahomes. That would be my guess. There's other guys that are going to be in the conversation. Josh Allen's always going to find his way in the conversation. Honestly, if he's not, Micah Parsons should be in the conversation. Um, yeah, it yeah, is. You're everyone knows at that. this point it's it's a quarterback award. Let's be real. Um, or so it seems. <laughs> so, True. Uh, so anyway, so assuming, assuming that it's a two horse race right now between Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, do you think everything that you just mentioned is going to be the reason that Jalen doesn't get it? Because he is surrounded by nothing no. but weapons. Meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes lost his best weapon and is basically really hasn't had much of a drop off. The team, no, the he team lost, maybe has been. He a lost bit his different. best wide out. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, he still no, has no, Travis no, Kelsey. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. See, I just said what I said wrong. He lost yeah. his best wide receiver. Wide receiver. He didn't lose yeah. his best target. And it's, yeah. His best not, target has always been Travis. Trap, dude, yo, you know, dude, his you, his. I feel like his surest target is always Travis. But there was no look at what Tyree's doing in, in Miami right now. There is no one that you can literally just take your drop back, chuck one up way downfield, and know that he's gonna fucking go find that fucking thing. Not that he's gonna be you know jumping for contested balls like AJ Brown or you know back in the day like Megatron or anything like that. But he's probably gonna beat somebody by fucking ten yards, <laughs> like. Like I said, he's isn't he is he still on record to have like one of the most ridiculous wide receiver seasons ever right now with Miami? He's putting he up be, ridiculous yeah. numbers. Yeah, I ridiculous think he might numbers. Be. But um to um, go ahead, just look, I I still think I still think Jalen, right now, if he keeps this track, he will get the I mean he will get the MVP. He will one hundred percent get the MVP. And it and it's because of what he is able to do when shit goes sideways. And how much he wiggle, holds how he much holds the ball room. for so long he holds the ball for so long it makes sense that you mean you mean that he how knows how room, he knows how to handle shit how much wiggle room do you think that he has like do you do you think he's the clear cut favorite right now or do you think it's like a 1A 1B type of thing and if any if either one of them were to slip up for one game the other guy jumps back up i think if, in order to make the story sweeter a lot of people are going to put it that way a lot of people are going to spin it to where that it is one A one B, and I can't, I can't sit here and slouch on what Patrick Mahomes has done. You know what I mean, dude? Obviously, he's an incredibly talented, dude. So yeah, very, very, you know very much so. so. And like, you know and like so I said, I will... his his numbers specifically haven't changed a, a bit. Losing Tyreek, and that was the main story in the offseason was what are the Chiefs or what what's Patrick Mahomes specifically going to look like without having you know, that speedy safety net that can take the top off anybody. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and, and nothing has changed. Nah, but so. I, dude, I still sit here and say that it's Jalen. I still think that it's I mean, Jalen. I, I agree. I I agree that if it is one and two, one A, one B, whatever it is right now, Jalen's one A. Jalen Hurts, and that's not some homer shit. He's on the best team with the best record, and he has the numbers that show that he's helping add to that. If we, if we were 11 and one, but he was, you know, 18 picks and eight interceptions or something like that. Maybe we'd have a different argument, but he is, tw- he's got 29 total touchdowns and three interceptions. Dude, we are number nine in first downs, number five in rushing and number two in points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of that. Plus being number 15 in passing. All of that is Jalen. Absolutely. So I don't see, I, I, like I said before, I see MVP. 
and that's not like like you said that that's not no homer shit. And yo, we we're building this podcast on Philly grit. We're talking the real shit. If we see that something's wrong, we're going to say it's wrong. Oh yeah, absolutely. But absolutely. Ain't nothing wrong absolutely. with some Jalen Hurts. Like we're we're not sitting here right now saying that Jalen's running away with it because he's not. He's not running nope. away with it. But absolutely I not. firmly believe that he's in the lead, and you know, hopefully it stays that way. So uh, why don't we move on? Why don't you tell me who we talk about next? I'll let you pick. Ooh. So how about we talk about the team that just got a win after having a horrible fucking losing streak? So we're going to jump on the ice. All right. Let's fuck me. Let's do it. <laughs> now, like I said, they did just get that win off of actually the you mean the fucking champs, man. They got it off the avalanche. Like, I don't know whether to fucking laugh or cry, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm so, like, my head and my heart, I'm so conflicted. Because, like I said, I found out right when the season started, as far as my heart goes, I'm incapable of rooting against the Flyers, even though my brain knows that's the best thing for them, is for them to not have a great year, get a great draft pick, have a chance. It's a deep-ass draft. So even if you don't get Connor Bedard, you're getting a great player that will help your team. And we are not a championship team right now. So my brain tells me it's better, but my heart won't let me do it. I can't root against it. I just can't do it. Um, but when we went on that 10-game losing streak, because I, I told you, we, I'd, said it on this po- I'd, sa- I'd said that on this podcast. I said, you know, we had that great start. And I was just like, we are, we're going to turn back into pumpkins at some point. It's got to happen. Like, what's happening now makes no sense. It makes no sense. Um, and they did. They turned back into pumpkins. And then we're playing the, you know, we're... And it's, and it's fine. Like, you know, it's... I'm not saying that we have zero talent on our team. It's just the mix of talent that we have. You have older guys that are a little bit too old to help right... You know, where their best years are behind them. You have veteran guys that can't, sh- you know, aren't good enough to shoulder the whole load. You've got younger guys who just aren't quite ready yet, and then you have you start having the guys like Farabee and Konechny who are clearly ready to contribute, but you don't have all of it together. A championship team has vets that can still produce that help the young guys. You have young guys that are ready to, you know, to to chip in, and then you have those you know, those guys that have been on your team for, you know, three, four years, and they're ready to to take that next step and be the guys, and then you have good goaltending. We don't have that. We don't have it all at once is uh, is what I'm getting at. So when I see that game last night against, uh, against the Avalanche, like as soon as I saw we were playing the Avalanche, I looked at Alex and I was just like, wouldn't surprise me if we lost this one by seven fucking goals. Like they're a ridiculous team. And then when I saw that we were winning, I was like, of course this makes sense. In typical Flyers logic, of course this would make sense. You go on a 10-game losing streak, and then that's my brain's like, well, shit, we're heading in the direction that your brain wanted them to head in to begin with. You lose <laughs> so, against the teams that mostly you think would you beat. At and least then, some, yeah, at least some of them. And then you go And then the you fucking beat and, the teams that there is no way on God's green earth you should even come close to. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes that's the reason that you win, because you can easily see how the avalanche would be like, this is a cakewalk. And in any professional sport, 
you you take you know you take a team for granted they, they can be certain safe. teams cer- certain teams you know what i mean you think you can you know like you said take for granted you mean you mean a little bit of a little bit stroll on you easy know, I, street i know it's i i know it's it's a it's a football cliche but you know any given sunday any any in the any game any time any team can win if one team is is not mentally checked in before that game starts anything can you happen. know something that is the best way to put it anytime any team any game yeah it like it, it, it can happen i love and, that and maybe that's maybe that's what happened in that game against the Avalanche. But we're still not having the world's greatest season. We are nine, twelve, and five. Uh, <sighs> that puts us. Let me see here. I want to check the the updated one. That puts in the conference. That puts us third from the bottom. That put that puts uh, us. Only that, two... Dude, that 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 puts us lower than an eighty nine year old's nutsack. That's where that puts us. Hold on, one, two, three. Six, seven, <laughs> he just sitting here. Okay. Hold that one, huh? So yeah. So we are. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so yeah. <we're... laughs> We're the eighth worst team in the league right now. And oh, with the exception of one team, we have also played more games than those other seven teams. So, oh, really? So, yeah. So um, the only other team, so San Jose has played 28. And I'm sorry, Anaheim has also played 26. But St. Louis has only played 25. Ottawa, 24. Columbus and Arizona, both 23. And Chicago's played 24. So when they catch up to us, they get a couple wins. You know, we may be worse than the, than the eighth worst team in the league. Again, and the this only... is one year where I don't necessarily care because the draft is very deep, and I believe if you draft correctly, you can get a a a game changer anywhere in the top ten in this draft. Now, can you do me a favor? Can you say that line again clearly into the microphone with perfect diction? I don't even remember what I said. When you draft correctly oh, yeah. so you, you want me to say for the people in the back <laughs> yes yeah now i know what you're saying yes you if when you draft you must draft correctly correctly um and now again is you, you want Connor bedard i'm pretty sure he's on a you can check this up if you want for me while, while i'm while i'm talking because it's a ridiculous number you're probably gonna think that i'm fucking crazy but i'm pretty sure uh in the chl right now he's on like a 26 game point streak. I'm pretty sure. Which is bananas. He plays for uh, the Regina Pats. So if it'll be easier to find him. Um but yeah, if you just type in Connor Bedard point streak, you let me know while I keep riffing here. But you know, the the Flyers are, you know, they're they're in a weird like they're Kids weird... only fucking kids only an inch taller than me. Yeah. That's that's some people's trepidation about him but that's they're dumb people (laughs) um people like people act like every short person ever has been nothing in hockey like people like danny briere don't exist (laughs) like um but anyway um what the hell was i gonna 26 straight games and i think it's and i don't think that's been snapped yet so i'm pretty sure he's still on that his previous career high was 22 last year yeah, so he's he's getting better. And again, this is a kid who, like I said, at 16, maybe 15, I don't remember, but I believe at 16. 146 points? Yes. Is that what you're about to say? Well, no, I was about to say he's already broken some of Wayne Gretzky's records. My fucking God. The kid is a, the kid is a phenom. He's an absolute phenom. And 
all having the shittiest record is going to do for us is just give us a higher percentage chance of getting the number one pick because it's a lottery. That's that's why I said this is the that's why before the season started, my brain said <laughs> I want this team to lose eighty two fucking games if possible. <laughs> like, but even with losing eighty two, you're still not you're, guaranteed you're still, the number you're still one not pick. Guaranteed, you just have the best odds. It and is one of the things I don't like about Philadelphia. Knows that best. We had the worst team in the league. I forget the year. Oh, whatever. Oh, five, maybe. It was, I don't remember what the year was. We had the worst record. Side note, you can tell how bitter I am about this. It was the very first year that I ever had a 10-game package to see the Flyers. And we were the worst team in the league. <laughs> so that was great. Um, Sounds it. And so we had the majority chance to get the first overall pick. We lost the lottery, ended up getting the second overall pick. We so well, we chose James Van Riemsdyk. He was the consensus number two pick. Okay, fine. Who went number one overall that year? Who we should have gotten? Patrick Kane. There's a hell of a drop off between Patrick Kane and James Van Riemsdyk. There is really is in a vacuum. Really James is. Van Riemsdyk on his own, you're not mad to have him as a player. When you have a choice between Patrick Kane and James Van Riemsdyk, you want to burn the house down. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's how it goes. So okay. could that theoretically give happen you that. again? Yes, yes, it could. You just hope to God that it wouldn't. And Connor Bedard is one of those players that does not come around often. This is a this is a McDavid. This is a Crosby. This is a Novechkin. This is a this is a franchise changing player, barring injury for the next fifteen years. This is a guy that it's a league changing player. It's a it's a league changing player. He's he's a guy that is going to be contending. For, for for heart trophies and for all sorts of shit. And he's the type of guy that is going to make free agents want to play for your city <laughs> because yeah. you have a player like that. People don't often bring that up enough in sports as far as free agency goes. Like having, like, yes, you know, Philadelphia is a fantastic sports market. Some, actually a lot of athletes, you know, they want the places that, are the nicest to live. So guys love playing in LA and Miami and all those places, great weather, all that shit. You know, Texas has nice weather, but they also have no state income tax. You have shit like that working for you. Philadelphia is a great sports city, but people aren't always necessarily going to want to go there because, you know, six months out of the year, it's cold as fuck. And some people don't like that. (laughs) So, and I don't blame them because I don't, don't. I'm starting to not like it (laughs) at 37. I I don't blame them either. So having a player like that on your roster definitely helps and he is a franchise changing player and if we could get him for i'd be in line to buy that jersey immediately and i've never done that for a jersey uh immediately so that to me is where the flyers are trending right now that's a hell of a consolation prize if you don't get the stanley cup (laughs) which we're not going i'm not mad at that so and look that's uh that's where we're trending this team like dude i'll be dead honest this team is so fucking bad i i can't give you any other questions other than what i had last time you know what I mean? Well, Talking about you, you know, well, no, you mean being like, like, like what, like honestly, what can Tortorella do? do Tortorella you know what I mean? can't to- do anything right now. What Tortorella <clears throat> needs to do, and I love what he's doing, is to continue doing what he's doing, which is hold his player account, hold his players accountable, and create a foundation. Cr- show the younger guys that you know are still gonna like for Torts. A lot of this, I would, I would, I would go as far as to say that every single player on our roster. Is on a tryout right now. Everybody, Torts is a new coach. He wa- he wants to see 
you know, who, especially you with know, how young this team is, who too. he's going to move forward with in in battle. And you mean with you know you mean guys like Farabee and Frost, yeah, you you create a, a strong core. He pulls no punches, which I love. He tell he said it from the very beginning, the very first episode of the Standard on uh, on YouTube. He said, you know, we're going to be very transparent here. I am going to be upfront and honest with you. And I expect the same. And it's not always going to be right. It's not always going to be easy conversations, but my door's always open and I'm always willing to hear you out. But you're also going to hear me out. You know, that's why he said things he said before where on interviews literally during the game that they're asking how the Flyers look and he says, we suck. Or, you know, he talks about Morgan Frost and he says Morgan Frost is up and down like a toilet seat, you know. And uh, and I love it because it's it's honest. And, um, I love you that. know, it's. So, you know, I not, think not as good as to, a bag of milk, but I do like that. one. It's not as good as a bag of milk, but 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 he's right. He said, you know, and and it's funny because he threw some like he throws like little barbs in there, but they're not wrong. You know, he said, like, think about it for for a few years. Morgan Frost was that guy that was like we knew was in the Phantoms. And it's like like he's the guy we're waiting on to get up here and be ready right to, now like, to should do damage. Be, I mean, right now should be his time. Yeah, to like to finally, you've had a few training camps now, and you've been, you know, you had a couple years where you were like half with us, half with Phantoms, and stuff like that. And he said, you know, yeah, he he legit said Morgan Frost is like a toilet seat. You know, he's up and down. Like you see him coming, he's coming, and then he has a dip, and then he comes, and then he has a dip, and he's like, and then he throws this little barb. He says, hope you, hopefully, you see it just steadily can you know track upwards because, and this is exactly a phrase that he says because he's supposed to be a skilled guy. So he didn't say he is a skilled guy. He said, I want you to trend upwards because you're supposed to be that guy. But then right away, right after, he says, and you can see that it's there. Like You can see that he's got the tools to consistently be that. He just hasn't figured out how to unlock that yet. Fuck. But the second now I heard that, him say, now, he's now, up and first down and like foremost, a That seat. fucking hurt. Now, that hurt me. <laughs> yeah. I've never been a skilled guy in anything that I do. I can guarantee yeah. you that in my life. Jesus Christ. Like, can you can you like can you imagine <sighs> because because you you carry yourself a certain way and like Morgan Frost I assume and he is he is pretty good. I'm not saying he's a bad player. He is pretty good, but I'm sure, you know, he knows what he's supposed to be. Imagine if you went into work one day and, and like, you know, you you didn't have a great day or something like that or you know, your production's up and down and your boss comes down and says to you like, "Aren't you supposed to be good at this?" Like Bro, <laughs> dude, yo, <laughs> yo. To be honest, I actually have that's that actually has happened to me. It's and like you hope that it's received the right way because it can be taken the wrong way. Where it's just like where you just get defensive and you attack and you're like, well, fuck, yeah, fuck the you, fuck man. You know? you when did you last play? Shit. Like when do you when did you last play? When did you like? You fuck know, have fuck you done? You. Ex- ex- exactly. You want to see someone take it as he's right. I'm not exactly the picture of consistency, and I was brought here to to do a job and and play this specific style so it's on me to get better you, you want some taken dude, yo, you want somebody to go all right bet and then there's, go there's, and, and then go the fuck to work there's one word there's one word here that has always seemed to be an issue in philadelphia with coaches to players and with fans to players accountability yes that's what we want accountability <clears throat> and effort if you give that you can suck in Philadelphia, and you'll hear it. Like we'll be honest with you, but you won't get ran out of town if we know you're giving everything that you have. If you just suck because you suck, that's one thing. If you're sucking because you're not giving the effort, or you suck and then you're not even holding yourself accountable, and you just explain it away like, "Oh, it's not my issue." That's when we've got problems, and yeah. that's been an issue with the Flyers organization as long as I can remember. It's been a problem in the past with the with the Sixers 
that I can remember. The Eagles, you'd be a little bit more well versed to bring that up than I would, as far as like, Eagles are. It's dude. It is very, very few the ones that show that show the um the ego and and can't back it up because yeah, we we pounce. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fans are fans in this city are known for pouncing. You know I mean on motherfuckers if, like that. Like so. if ever, and there's only one player I can think about right now. If I could drop this one player's mindset into every athlete in Philadelphia the world would have a problem with Philadelphia and that's Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's mindset and the way he thinks the game and the way he thinks about his specific job is so refreshing. Like I listened to the podcast with, with him and his brother. Fantastic podcast, by the way, if anyone hasn't listened to it, uh, what's I keep forgetting what it's called. I always forget what it's called. Um, the podcast that uh, yeah, Jason Kelsey has Kelsey with his brothers. Brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said Travis Kelsey. I meant Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey has it with Travis and it's, Jason I heard Kelsey. his, I actually heard the one where he talked about his draft story. When he got, I heard that when, one too. When, but when did you, did you listen him? to the episode when he was talking about the the no call on the face mask against Dallas Goddard in the game that we lost against the Commanders? Yeah, yeah. He went on like a whole tirade about yeah. how it's so stupid to you know dude, to we, blame the refs. We talked about like it. The, I, our, bro, you know how our most dude, go for me Oh, I know, I but yo, remember. our most. You mean before this one? You mean the most re- recent one? You mean we talked about? It. I mean we talked about that play. We talked about. Um, we we talked about the reaction. We talked about the fans' reaction. We talked about you know what I mean about Jason Kelsey's yeah. reaction. And you want to you want to see more athletes have that, like no, this is on us. Like that was a that was a blip in time, in a game. There were still forty plus minutes that we played like dog shit. <laughs> so, and and you want to see that from more athletes. And I think. Tortorella is doing his best to bring that out of every player on the Flyers, holding every single, holding their feet to the fire and, you know, holding them accountable. So it was a very long winded way to come, come back around and say, I think he's doing all that he can do, which is just to try to get his players to come out and give the effort every night. And as long as you know, they're giving the effort, you live with the result because you can only do so much with the players you have and the talent that you have. Yeah. So Um, as long as they're giving the effort. And their podcast is called New Heights. New Heights, yeah. New Heights with Jason and Travis. Number one, they're both like fantastic people, and two, they're hilarious. They're so, so funny. Um, but yeah, all right. I think Torts is doing all he can do. Let's go. Give me. Let's go. Uh, let's let's switch the switch the Wells Fargo over, man. Sweet, we gotta go. Right, let's let's switch it over. We gotta lace. We gotta. We gotta yeah, dude. We gotta up. drop the ice. And we gotta we gotta put the wood on top, man. Hardwood time. Let's go with them Sixers now. Damn. Just fucking lost. We did. We did just lose against the we Rockets. A, we did lose to a team that we shouldn't necessarily lose to, but it's one of those ones that's it's tough to dog them too much. James Harden comes back, you know he's going to be rusty. He hasn't played in damn near a month. You know he's going to be a little bit rusty. You're playing. Excuse me. You're coming at the end of some funky travel to you know to different games i mean think of it let me, let me let me pull this up because i actually had it up earlier and uh accidentally closed it out but okay so the sixers so we just had so we were just we just played houston in houston um Where was Okay, yeah, so we played we played in Houston. That's just coming from playing a game in Memphis. 
And yeah, I heard the crack myself. If you'd like to bring it up, go ahead. Now I heard it. <laughs> it's like we've 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 had some you know we've had some some funky travel. You're home for a game against uh, who were we home? who were we last home for? Because I know we've been on a long road trip. Um, we were last home against Atlanta on November twenty eighth. So then you're you know you travel to Ohio and then you go from Ohio to Tennessee. And then you go from Tennessee to Texas, and it's it's a you know it's the last game of that road trip. You're going to be a little bit sluggish if you know if if the game comes down you know if the game comes down to you know having to do shit late as this game did. It went into mo- multiple overtimes. It's okay, yeah, it went to double overtime. Joel Embiid fouls out in the first overtime. So like, there's a lot of you know a lot of things that happened there. It was a career. It was a hell of a night for Tobias Harris. I think he went like seven of eight from three. Or something like that. He had a hell of a game. There's a lot of guys that have a hell of a game. You miss a guy like George Yang in that game. You know, it's it's <laughs> tough. It's tough for me to dog him there. I'm way more pissed, way more pissed about the atrocious blowout loss that we had to the Cavs. Yeah, um, that game was what? That was bad. One thirteen to eighty five. That's fucking horrible. And I was flipping out at the television, as I often do when I watch these games. Alex was right next to me. And I watched, and this drives me fucking nuts because I watched this shit happen with Brett Brown, and now I'm watching it happen with Doc Rivers. And it's driving me fucking nuts. We are winning the game 9-2. to two. Now, I get the game has just started. Or what, like, but either way, like every part of the game matters. Like I don't, I don't like this shit that people do in sports. Where like, oh, it comes down to the fourth quarter. It comes down, you know, blah blah. Like, there's a whole game where everything matters. We're up nine to two. Before I could blink, we were down eighteen to nine, which means that the team went on a 16-0 run with not a single timeout called, not one. Not a one. Just went all the way through a 16-0 run. And one of the main things in basketball with timeouts is to 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 help the run. To help mitigate mitigate the flow. Guys get get hot hands and they get in a rhythm. They get in a rhythm, they get in a set, they come down, they shoot, they're still feeling that rhythm. You call a timeout to to break that up. Try to break up the rhythm. So, you know, and Brett Brown was notorious for not knowing when the fuck to call timeouts. And now you got Doc Rivers doing the same shit. I'm I'm starting to to think. I'm starting to think that Doc Rivers is not as great a coach as people make him out to be. And it's like it's one of those things where like I'm not going to go as far as to discount his championship. Like he he gets a lot of hype as a coach off of his one goddamn championship. His one fucking championship with the Celtics. And let's look at that fucking roster. In their prime, Kevin Garnett, yeah. Ray Allen, yeah. Rajon Rondo, and Paul Pierce. There's a a lot of coaches that can win a championship with those four guys. So again, I'm not going to go as far as the Allen and Pierce. He has nothing yeah, to do dude, with it. Jesus Christ! But it's just like it's crazy. Like he gets more hype as a coach for that one win with those guys than he gets dogged for blowing three three one leads in the postseason. With two teams, of those in L.A., two of those in L.A. with a team that has Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on it. Yes. <laughs> so like and it's just some of his coaching decisions that when you have players me. like that you start noticing that maybe it's not maybe it's not the players that that might be the issue yeah like i i don't think that he's 
I really don't think he's a very good coach. And obviously he, you know, he lets his emotions get the best of him because even if you're like, trace it back to the last, to the, to this previous season. If you want to say he's right, fine. You don't ever, ever, ever come out in a press conference after you just lose a playoff series and say that at the time, you don't know if you can win with your starting point guard that you drafted first overall. You do not publicly state that ever, 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 ever. Yeah, ever. That's, a, that's a horrible That call. is a behind closed doors thing. And even if you're right, and he may have been right. Who knows? We'll never know now because he's not here, but he may have been right. But you don't, you don't publicly throw your players under the bus. You don't do that. Like there's a like I know I I preach like accountability and shit like that. There's a way to do that without like publicly humiliating one of your best players. Yeah, when you do something like that, that's not that's not holding somebody accountable. When you when when you outwardly put their head on the fucking guillotine block, that is not holding somebody accountable. That's being an asshole. Like, That's what there, that is. Even if you think the answer is no, there's one answer to that question is yes, of course I think we can win with him. Like I wouldn't have him on the court if I didn't think we could win with him. He gave us our best possible chance. He was one of the one of the I mean one of the pieces to give us our best chance of winning. Like so, this is how you, you mean, know that, that, that he is That's not all you smart. need to do. This is this is how you know he's not that smart. He spent half that fucking season defending Ben when he had no business defending Ben when the rest of us were like clearly seeing he is hurting us at the end of games rather than helping us because he can't shoot free throws and people keep playing hack ben and you want to keep defending like it's ben simmons you expect me to keep ben simmons on the bench at the end of games if he's hurting us yes we do so at that time you're defending him like crazy when the whole when the whole of philadelphia and all of other sports media would have understood if you put him on the bench because we can all see with our own eyes what's happening you defend him for half a season and then he has a bad playoff series and he has one really bad play in that game. You don't talk about the fact that Trey Young couldn't do anything in that game because Ben had him locked up the entire game, had him in fucking shackles. Yeah. You don't talk about that shit. You don't talk about the other good plays that he's made, the rebounding, the assist and shit like that. But you hang him out to dry on one horrific play. And it was a horrific play. But you hang him out to dry on that. And then you you base this whole I don't know if we can win with him thing off of that one play. Meanwhile, you spent half a season defending the guy when you had no business doing it. So, like, I think Doc is a little fucking wackadoo. And um, I've been saying that I don't see him making it until Christmas. We'll see if I'm right. You know, I've said it since the season started that, you know, unless we had a hell of a record, I didn't see him making it to Christmas. And I'm going to hang on to that because we're sputtering out a bit again. <laughs> now, again, it's it's tough. Like, it's it's tough to put blame because you got guys coming in and out of the lineup. You know, it's 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 tough. But... Um. Yeah, the last game, uh, it wasn't great. You know that that's a Rockets team that that's young. They're not ready really to win yet, and you pretty much let them control the game for the entirety of it. So that's not a good look. Um, who do we got coming up next? I think we have the Lakers on Friday. The surging Lakers. Lakers. I think they started. Well, this I don't know about surging because they just they're fucking losing right now. Uh, one thirteen ninety eight against um Cleveland. Well, they, one, Cleveland's a good team, and two, they started the season either two and ten or two and twelve, and I'm pretty sure they just won like nine of their last eleven or okay. something like that. Anthony, bruh, you want to see something or hear something fucking crazy? Um, hold on. Pretty sure I do. So, Anthony Davis, 
on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. This is Anthony Davis's last his last nine games. Listen to this shit. This is the most ridiculous shit you've ever heard. His last nine games, I'm gonna go points, rebounds, assists. Okay. Yep. 38, 16, and 2. 30, 18, and 2. 37, 21, and 2. 25, 15, and 4. 25, 13, and 6. 27, 12, and 1. 44, 10, and 4. 55, 17, and 1. That's bananas, <laughs> bro. Fuck. So if that continues, and he's a walking fucking injury risk, so Lord knows that it might not. That's going to be a tough game on Friday because they've they've found their mojo. But I believe we're back home. I think yes, yeah, we, we are. are. So you know, a little home cooking can can do a lot for a team. But they just need to find their footing again. They were looking good. We had won like I think three out of four, four out of six, something like that before this recent little skid. So you know, I have no doubt that you know Harden's just got to get back in the groove a little bit because he was playing great before he got yeah. Hurt. Yeah, he was. He was playing. He was playing exactly. He was playing with the Harden that we thought we were getting when we got him from Brooklyn. Yes, with the hamstring, like before pre hamstring injury, it was like he was playing like the like. Damn, this is the James we wanted. Um, now, here's my question for you: We had sixteen. We played sixteen games without Harden. Mm-hmm. We went eight and eight. Mm-hmm. Is that is that what you expected from this team missing their number two guy? Is it now, also, we uh, you know I mean we also went through a little bit, about, you know what I mean, to where we didn't have Embiid and Maxi. Uh, I was about to say it was a lot more. We had we had a game where we all where we did not have Maxi, Embiid, Harden, or Tobias. I love that fucking One, game. One, yeah, that was the Brooklyn game. That was yes. the Brooklyn game. That was the game with Brooklyn with we, Ben. Oh my god, it was fucking the, phenomenal. Beat the fucking brakes off them clowns. Loved um, it. Did love it. I absolutely loved it. Um you know, if you were to, t- and and it's also about, you know, quality of competition too. So to go eight and eight with that span and you look at some of the teams, you know, that we played. So obviously we had them last night for the Rockets, the Grizzlies. They're a hell of a team. John Moran ain't no slouch. Desmond Bain, all those guys. So that's a good team. Cleveland's a very good team. Atlanta's a good team. The Magic are not. So I expected those wins. Um, So, you know, eight and eight. Um. Yeah, believe it or not, I would say that I actually, you know, if it was ju- if it was just Harden that we were missing, I would have expected us to be way better than eight and eight. But the fact that we you're also talking no Embiid for a handful of those, no Tobias for one, no no Maxi for any of those, eight and eight is a uh, is good, and that's a credit to the GM for a hell of an off season because I I told you getting the Anthony if 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 we don't have the Anthony Melton, we don't go eight and eight. In, in those games, he's been great. Um, he he's been great, and and you also have to remember, dude. You got to remember those those games. It was, uh, there must have been seven or eight games straight where PJ Tucker had zero points. He yeah. could he couldn't buy a bucket, and he was a starter. So you're talking one of your five guys in a team that already doesn't have its four best. At players. the same at the same time, I will say that in that time that he did not get a bucket, he also. He also, you mean the guy that he was going against? You know what I mean? Had oh, he you, contri- you mean, wasn't oh, able he to contrib- do shit. Yeah, he contributes in other ways. Of course, he's a he's a rebounder. He's a he's a rough rider. You know, gets gets all up in your shit. Plays plays tough defense. So of course, like I'm not 
I'm not dogging them, but um, the Anthony Melton's been been great. And you know who really deserves to 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 have a little bit of shine, considering how much even myself dog him and dogged him last year and dog him a little bit now. Shake Milton. Shake Milton played great in that in that stretch where he was counted upon to like, bro, we we need you. <laughs> like, yeah, we got nobody else. So especially like, with that Brooklyn game too. Like, like think about it. That that yeah, the the Brooklyn game. Our starters were Tucker, Melton, mm-hmm. House, mm-hmm. Shake, mm-hmm. and either Paul Reed or Montrez Harrell. So Shake was the only player in the starting lineup that was here last year. Yep. Everyone else that was in was someone we <laughs> traded for. So they were like, bro, you, like, you're the guy we're counting on right now. Everyone else we brought in, we brought you in are the depth glue. and rotation. You are so, the glue. Like, you're the dude we need right now. And he went for, I think he had like three straight games of like 22, 23 plus points. Yes. And it's just like, it's sick to know that you're <clears throat> capable of that. And maybe he really is one of those guys that just isn't the greatest coming off the bench because he doesn't get that rhythm. And you're starting to, I think you're starting to see that with Tobias. And this is why I think there's a very real possibility that Tobias gets moved at the deadline because look how great he's been when he's been counted upon to do more and he gets more touches. Mm-hmm. With the emergence of Tyrese Maxey, he's become the fourth option. It goes yeah. Joel Embiid, and then it's a toss-up between James and Tyrese, and then it's Tobias. So he barely gets touches, can't really get into a rhythm. There were so many games where I didn't even realize. Another he was reason out there. why Tucker is, you know, what I mean, is huge with his contributions on the defensive side. You know Agreed. what I mean, and you know, so and with the rebounds. So it's, because it's you, mean, those, you mean because with that lineup, he's fifth. You know what I mean? There, there's almost no like, chance of him like seeing the ball. Like it's a it's a tough decision for the Sixers to make because Tobias is a max player. He's got a max contract. So he's yeah. being paid like a max contract player. You see that he can deliver that when he's needed to. But when you have your full complement <clears throat> of stars, he's not relied upon to do that. So now you have a decision to make. Do you carry a max guy as your fourth option? Yeah, Who, not a lot like, of teams and would. Do, do, you, like, do you carry him just because you know he is capable of going off for 25 or 30 if your other stars are having an off night? Or do you trade him knowing that you're not maximizing his talents anyway? It takes a lot of money off the books and you can get even more depth or draft picks for him. Because like, like do, do you need him hanging around as a fourth option when he's only going to get enough touches to give you 10, 12 points a game? Now, see, my next question for you. Glad and, I'm not a GM. That's all I got to say. <laughs> my ne- I only have two questions left. So my next question is with that thought, and with the thought that Tobias would be moved and we get you know, we get either more depth for the bench or we get picks, who would you put in 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 the starting rotation? Because um well let's see. Um I mean, would it be Niang? Well, yes, you see here's yeah, he's get closer. He's he's yeah, he's the power forward, so um, hold on. Let me see something real quick. Take all the time you need. Um, yeah. So you know what? Yeah, it it would be either Jordan Yang or you could put Trez in there just for you know, more defense and rebounding and shit like that because he's another a bigger guy. But yeah, it, it would it would be Jordan Yang. But also, in order to trade a max player, you also have to have a team that can take on a max contract. Now, there are teams that can do that. You've got teams like, you know, Oklahoma City and stuff like that that are 
<laughs> they're always looking for people. They're like trying to reach the floor half the time, let alone worrying about fucking reaching the ceiling. Yeah, um, that's true. But yeah, you you would have to you would put George or Trez. That's you know accounting for if all we get are picks. You know, if you trade for so you know someone to fill his spot then there you go yeah then it's a different story no i got yeah, that but i just and, right. and like i said it's a tough decision to make because i like tobias and you clearly see what he can do but it's just like is it worth it it's the same thing that i say about matisse matisse it's so hard these days to be a specialist where the hell is like oh my he's, god he's dude. a he's a defensive specialist but he really doesn't give you much else now is it worth keeping someone like that who a lot of teams really could use that defense they really could do you keep him just to bring him off the bench situationally? He's young. He's a defensive stalwart, but he doesn't give you much offensively. So what do you do with that? You know you yeah. can get picks and stuff for him, but there are times where you know, you're at the end of a game. You don't really need to worry about points anymore. You just need stops, and that's where he's the best guy to put in. Hmm. What do you do? I got you. I got you. What's your last uh, question? All right, so my last question is from the point that everybody's going to hear this podcast until the next time we record it, which is next Tuesday. We have three games. We have LA, and then we have we have LA on Friday, uh, Charlotte on Sunday, and then on Tuesday we have Sacramento. Mm. With those games, I want to know. Well, all right, Sacramento. I can't even put that in there because we're going to be recording when it's going on. So, mm. but with with Charlotte and LA, what do you see us doing with those two games? Charlotte, we should be able to. Charlotte, we should be able to win pretty handily. Now, I do know the last time we played them not long ago, they did beat us by six, so I'm hoping that that's going to sting a little bit. They're not they're not a great team, so we should be able to take them on. The, La- the Lakers game is going to be the iffy one because it's w- what Lakers team are you going to get? Because uh, that's you know that's what it's been. You know, if, if, if AD is playing like, like those numbers playing right now, that's, that's going to be a fucking tough one because the only one capable of offsetting that is Joel Embiid. So say Anthony Davis goes off for 40, Joel goes off for 35. That's essentially a wash. Okay, you take those two out. You know, you know Bron's going to give you like 20. Bron will give you 20. Is Harden going to be ready? As he literally just had his first game. Is he going to be ready to give you 20? And make that a wash. If he can't give you twenty, if he can't give you twenty, will you know they got Russell Westbrook coming off the bench? He's been doing a lot better coming off the bench, so it's a it's a tough one. If I were to go conservative, I'd say we end that one and one. I do firmly believe that we can make that two and zero, though. I I really do. Um, But I do think it's going to the bench needs to contribute a lot more. The bench needs to contribute, and and Joel and and Harden, like I said, Harden's going to be the difference maker because Joe's averaging. 31 so i don't expect him to have less than 30 and um you know they're going to be physical with anthony davis because they know his injury history so he's going to get banged around a little bit so i don't know that i would count on him going for 40 Uh, if he does it's a problem but uh so i i'd say two and oh at best but if i had to guess i'd say one and one okay is uh is where i would go with that but that'll wrap up the philly portion i think won't it Yes, that will up the Philly portion, and uh, so we are now going to take you around the world of sports, not just in our little hub of Philadelphia, and just talk about some of the some of the goings on lately. If you want to talk about the NFL, so if you want to call it big news, some news out of well, it's big news for West because it's news out of Carolina. Uh, Baker Mayfield 
uh, cut, uh, waved, and was picked up by the Rams. Thank um, God. Fuck. Which actually makes the most sense because people were talking about him potentially landing with the Niners, and I was like, the Niners have Super you Bowl aspirations, so they're not. If the Niners have Super Bowl aspirations, so well, here's here's the thing: if they still had, like, I legitimately thought it was a possibility because the fact that they don't have Jimmy or Trey Lance. If they still at least had Trey Lance healthy, I'd say no way they take Baker. But you know, no Trey and no Jimmy. You got to think even as bad as Baker is, he's better than what's the name Brock Purdy. What the fuck his name is? You gotta <laughs> yeah, think see, he's better no, than him. No, I don't. I don't. Well, that well, that's what's hilarious. Baker now also has to know that because you were legitimately just waved. Any team could take you, and a team that just lost their first and their second string quarterbacks with Super Bowl aspirations were not willing to take you <laughs> because they know that you can't help them get there. The Rams make perfect sense because them motherfuckers are going the opposite direction. They're going south fast. <laughs> which which nobody expected because like yeah there's that Super Bowl hangover but nobody expected to be this bad. <laughs> yeah yeah Super Bowl they hangovers don't them. normally go to that level. So yeah you you know you you do have that. Um, I actually have something and it, it and that this ahead. this actually just broke a few hours ago. Um, Mills Lane, the Hall of Fame boxing referee, who is one of the most most famously known as the you mean the ref for the bite fight which was between Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield. He passed away. Oh man. At 85 years old. 85, 85 yeah. years old. His wow. son Terry Lane had confirmed it to ESPN. Now, like, so Mills Lane was best known for his pre-fight catchphrase, let's get it on. And then you just you bring the arm down and then let's fucking rock. You know what else he was known for? And I can't believe you didn't bring it up. Cause I actually know him more for this than for him being the see, ref for the bike. Well, well, see, like I yeah, but here's the thing. I watched boxing with my dad for years. So oh, I'm I used boxing. to seeing I watch with my dad, but dude, yeah. I well, I'm saying I, I'm used to seeing Mills Lane as a I mean as an actual ref, not claymation. Yeah. Well, I've, yeah. well yes, Go Wes ahead. is referring to celebrity deathmatch, which oh my <clears> god, <throat> could you imagine that trying to survive even for a second on the air today? No way. Wouldn't happen. Wouldn't no happen. Way. Too many people are too uptight. <laughs> would never happen. They had one episode, I'm pretty sure. I don't remember who she was fighting, but it was like J-Lo versus somebody else, and J-Lo like, killed someone with her ass. There's no way that that could fly today. <laughs> There's no way. I think Angelina Jolie killed someone with her lips or some shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like was... dude, you had one about who who could be more emo between like between like these fucking like bands and shit. Like it was, they 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 got so ridiculous. It was so funny and so stupid. But yo, yeah, rest in power, fucking Mills Lane, man, eighty five years old. Agreed, absolutely agreed. So anyway, so like we said, we you know you got the you got the Baker news there. Um, not much in hockey, unless you want to talk about the surprising fucking New Jersey Devils who were just on a ridiculous fucking a ridiculous winning streak. No one expected them to be where they're at. They're 21 and a four. <laughs> right? 21 and fucking four. Um, we're one of the only teams that beat them so far this fucking year. They're, they're one of the only ones. Yeah. Jesus. Um, and, and Boston just lost their first game at home. They were undefeated at home up until last night. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, they're they're playing ridiculous too. Go figure. Like two teams that we fucking hate the most. <laughs> they're fucking yeah. Killing. Like the only thing we can be happy about is the fact that the Rangers suck. But um, yeah, not not much to uh, 
to come out of hockey. So yeah, really, I actually think the biggest news right now might be might might be Baker, unless you want to. Because I mean, there's ongoing news. Where will OBJ end up? Yeah, it's so far it looks like it's not going to be Dallas. Um, apparently there was some uh some bad some bad taste in the mouth of Dallas after the meeting with, with after the visit with OB um OBJ coming over there, which is so, hilarious because they were fucking sucking him off for weeks. Yeah, so I mean, it's either it, going to it, be uh, it's either going to be the Giants again, or who else was going for him? Who else? The Giants would be a feel good story. The Giants. Oh God, excuse me. Jesus Christ, you're yeah. I just like forgot how to live for a second. You really did. I mean, look, it's. I mean, I mean, look, he's not getting picked up now, so we don't got to deal with him. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> at least not yet. You know, I mean, enough. if they do take but, him. Um, why don't you? Well, why don't we move in and end this off with our hot take of the week? Why don't you give us what you got? We're All right, oh, so, so stellar. We're a combined. What? What's what's the tracker here? We're zero and six combined. Yeah, zero and six. I never mind. I'm gonna shut up. Um. All right, so I'm gonna keep mine in with the Eagles because you know I mean, I've been doing so well with it. Um. I am going to go ahead and say that against the Giants. The corners, the secondary, so corners and safeties, are going to have a combined four interceptions against Daniel Jones. Holy shit. That's a hot take, all right. Very much so. Hot take, all right. So I'm actually going back to the NFL as well because I've been cycling through the sports. I did, you know, I did basketball, I did hockey, I did uh, football before. So going back to football here. And wow. I see a game that's there's – there's a couple things here to look at. Steelers and Ravens wouldn't necessarily be a hot take at this point just because of the fact that Lamar Jackson's hurt. So you don't really know what's going to happen there. And the Steelers are absolute at the, shit. I was looking at the uh, Chiefs and Broncos, but I don't even have the balls to make that pick <laughs> for an upset. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about Mr. Limited, Mr. Quite Limited. Um but no, actually, what I think I'm going to go with here, believe it or not, <laughs> and as much as I would love it, I ain't going Texans over Cowboys, but boy, would I fucking love it. Oof, um, I'm going to go Jets over Bills. The Bills have shown that they they have what it takes to really put up a fucking egg. <laughs> like, they've put up three eggs this season already. And the Jets have shown you that they can win some games that you may think that they might not win. And it's a division rival, too. And It's it is AFC a East. Yeah. It it is AFC East, and they did it already. They have done it already. They beat them twenty seventeen, and they beat them in Buffalo, didn't they? Yeah, that was in Buffalo. I, I think that might have been their first loss. Um, I, I I believe so as well. But I mean, you you look, you know, you look at the Jets season. You know, they they obviously they beat teams that they should have beaten. You know, they they beat the Browns, they beat the Steelers, uh, they beat the dog shit out of the Dolphins forty to seventeen. They, you know, beat up on the Packers. Obviously, you understand the Broncos win. They beat the Jets. Uh, they beat the shit out of the Bears. And they gave the Vikings all they could handle last week. That is absolutely true. So, my hot take, I'm going Jets over Bills. That's a good First, one. First, to, to, to bring this around, we're, we're, we're coming back around. Maybe 0-3, but we're going to be 1-3 and after this week's over. Please, so, please. Why don't, why don't, this time, why don't you tell the people where they can get at us, huh? All right, so... Here's where y'all can go ahead and find us. I do believe, since I don't have anything in front of me, I know our Twitter is at PhillyGrit7. And I believe we're PhillyGrit7 everywhere, right? Anywhere yes, that you can find us? 
That's why I made it that easy. <laughs> so. Yeah, man. Damn, you're you're so much better at this than I am. So yeah, so Instagram. Uh, we have Instagram, right? Yes, we do. Just just Instagram and Twitter, right? So, yeah, still still working on Insta, Twitter, and then we have our our Gmail. Oh yeah, same thing. Yeah, PhillyGrit7 at Gmail dot com. See, Absolutely. I don't know. I'll I'll figure I'll I'll learn this outro like I learned the other one. I'll be alright. And we are we you know obviously sicknesses aside because that shit is going to happen we are going to be a model of consistency moving forward as best as we can yes Um, absolutely so yeah we look forward to talking at y'all again (laughs) next tuesday we're back baby let's do it so scope stay gritty stay gritty baby love y'all be good peace